0: You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show.
1: Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio, Ian. West Monroe, this is when uh, Chris Brewer typically joins us, the voice of the LSU Tigers. Having a little issue getting a hold of here, but uh, I'm sure we'll get a touch with him here in a, a few minutes. As we'll discuss last night, uh, another tough loss for the LSU basketball program. They fall to Tennessee. Knew it was going to be kind of an uphill battle for him, Jake. The fact uh, they're and quite frankly, not as good as what, the 18th ranked team in the country.
2: Yeah, but the fact that you only have seven scholarship players available for this game, you knew you were entering this game a bit handicapped, right? And so you're going on the road facing the number 18 Tennessee team that I called them the Tim Duncan of the league. I mean, they just do all the small things really, really well, and that's what really good teams do. And so when a team is that good at rebounding, sharing the the basketball and and, uh, doing all those small things well, you have to have a big performance from your star player, and Tremont Waters just has been struggling, and that's oh. what I wanted to ask Chris Blair about this morning. I mean, literally
1: two field goals in the last two games. Uh, that is an incredible stat, considering uh, how well he'd mm-hmm. been playing earlier in the year. But go back to the fact, fact Jake. Uh, at some point, uh, you are going to hit a wall yeah. as a freshman, just the, not only the number of games that you're playing, but just the, the wear and tear of practices and the, the level of competition.
2: Sure, and, and the fact that, you know, Lately, you've been what the team is really counting on. You know, Dwap Reith has had a great season, and he continues to have a great season, but uh, Tremont Waters is, I think, the difference in, in this year's team, the, the major difference in, in this year's team and last year's team, and so they need him to be special every night for them to have a chance to win, Special because they're so undersized in the post, and so maybe that's weighed heavily on him, and maybe, that, maybe he's pressing a bit these last couple of weeks, but... Uh, he needs to snap out of this slump uh sooner rather than later because lSU's gonna continue to take losses if he doesn't
1: I know you've been keeping close tabs or keeping an eye ball on uh recruiting news it's hard to believe but uh, and it has changed this year with the early signing period but national signing day now uh less than a week away
2: less than a week away yeah and so lSU they're pretty confident that Kelvin Joseph you know he's a hard commit he's pretty much a signee at this point they consider him to be there so. They have four really big targets, and then we got three spots left. And you know, I think Corey Raymond's going to visit with Patrick Sertan again one more time. I hear that Bama's hot on his trail. Um, I still consider LSU to be the favorite, but I think it's really tight uh, for Sertan. He's the the five star cornerback uh, would be a, a big help for this team who's losing you know Dante Jackson and uh, Kevin Tolliver, but so he they want him they want um they just sent the whole offensive staff to visit with james foster the quarterback from alabama Mm. um he i think a lot of people a lot of people would like to see lsu get a quarterback in this class because they believe they're going to lose one of those three quarterbacks that they have to transfer just because that's the nature of the beast now and you know they LSU has gone out of its way to say that when Steve Ensminger comes in, he's actually met with all three of the quarterback's parents and said everybody's going to get a shot. We're going to open it wide open. But once you do that, you know, certainly one quarterback is going to fall back to third place and then they're going to get frustrated and so so on and so forth. So that's why I think a lot of people would like to see LSU sign Foster. Um, now, what, what's
1: what kind of quarterback is he?
2: Uh I haven't watched him too much, but I think he's more of a pocket passer. Um, but I, I, I looked at, you look at the the targets that they have, and Jamar Chase is, is one of those. What what stings about this is he is a phenomenal receiver. A lot of people consider him, to, you know, so there's arguments that maybe he's even better than Terrace Marshall, right? Um, I mean, some, some recruiting websites have him ranked higher than Marshall mm-hmm. in-state. So an in-state talent like that you have to get, but if you look at LSU's class they don't need a receiver they don't need another receiver so that's kind of the the tough thing and I think he's the the surest bet to be a tiger so he's going to fill one of those spots and so now you come down to either Goodrich or uh Foster Goodrich is another cornerback that um I think Clemson is is a lead for him um I think Goodrich if I had to bet I would bet LSU gets Sertan Foster and uh, Chase and Goodrich ends up going elsewhere. Hmm. But anyway, it's interesting. That the whole early signing class, um, this early signing period has made it interesting because you, now you have to try to see who's going to fit where and how many spots are available for this school and that school. And uh, that's what kind of – it kind of makes it fun. Hmm.
1: Uh, national rankings, I know you keep keeping tabs on it. There's still somewhere – are they getting in the top ten?
2: Uh, I think last I saw, I think there were like eleven or twelve, something like that, knocking at the door. But I don't, I really, I really don't pay that much cl- uh, attention to that, just because I've always said, and I, and I and I've said this since day one, needs are way more important than five stars. Uh. You gotta, you gotta fill those needs, and you saw the last couple of years, LSU didn't quite fill the needs in the trenches, and you see how that has reflected on the field, and, and I think you know. Ed Orgeron made it a priority to fill those needs this year. And because of that, I think he's done a great job with this recruiting class.
1: We've talked about this in the past, and uh, I'm looking at Rivals.com right now, just uh, national rankings for uh, certain players. They've got uh, Terrence Marshall at number 27 overall. But we talked about Georgia. Are they you know, just a flash in the pan? Are they going to be around for a while? We talked about the recruiting <laughs> classes they've had in the past and the quarterbacks that they continue to bring in. But just looking at uh, rivals, I mean, they literally have four players ranked in the top 13 yeah. uh, heading to be Bulldogs.
2: That's what I've been saying all along. Like, I don't know where somebody got the narrative that this is Georgia's one shot, But if you've been paying attention to the recruiting game, no, they are setting themselves up for uh, a run at Bama in the long run, okay? they—they they, This recruiting class is really impressive. It's probably his best class as of yet. And I thought last year's class was really good, so – yeah, George is here to stay. Um, where you got that pulled up? Do you yeah. see Jamar Chase anywhere?
1: Uh, I do not. I see uh, Kelvin Joseph, of course, coming out of Scotlandville. They've got him at number uh, fifty-five.
2: Yeah, and that's the the safety that is a hard commit for LSU, and who many consider will, will has already taken up one of those four spots remaining. Huh. Um, yeah, I, I guess it was twenty-four-seven Sports I saw that had Jamar Chase ranked higher. Uh, one of those one of those recruiting sites did have Chase ranked higher, which did surprise me. Um, but th- I guess those kind of things are going to happen when, when you suffer an injury your senior year and you're not able to, to play.
1: Uh, keeping with the LSU theme, I'm still working on uh, Chris Blair here. Uh, baseball squad continues to get ready. Big expectations, as always, for this team. You look at the number of players that they have coming back from that College World Series runner-up uh 17 of the 32-man roster will be new.
2: Yeah, I would temper those expectations. Really? Well, I like the lineup, even though they're missing the power that Greg Dykeman brought to the team last year. I'm I'm still trying to figure out who's going to bring that power. Maybe Jake Slaughter does. Um, But as far as pitching goes, I think think the lineup will be fine. But pitching, man, Caleb Gilbert's going to be your number one. You know, that, that's a little bit concerning. And then Zach Hess, who I thought really emerged as one of the best closers in college baseball last year, you're asking him to fill that day two role. So, and then, you know, the, they're battling out for, for the number three. It's going to be one of the new faces. So I, Ty Peterson, or I think right now, is, is the guy, but I don't, I don't think he'll he'll keep it. Uh, um, so, I don't know. I just look at that team, and, and, and I look at that pitching staff, and I look at the bullpen, and I just go, yeah, they're going to lose. I think they're going to lose a good bit of games.
1: I mean, you look at the staff. I mean, you lose Alex Lane. You lose Poche, and then <laughs> Eric Walker has to miss the, the season after an elbow injury.
2: That was the killer. Whenever he whenever he found out he was going to be out for the year, that was when I was like, okay. Because yeah. that really did force Hess to, to come out of the bullpen and, and be a starter. And I, and I don't I, – Hess is – he might po- prove me wrong, uh, but I just – I don't think he has the stamina for it. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of those guys that is just great out of the pen. I mm-hmm. mean, just can give you one or two innings, just lights out. just with salt, Did you happen so. to
1: see uh, Hess? They did the uh, baseball banquet or kind of the, the thing to kind of kick off the year for the LSU baseball team, and Hess stepped up to the mic. He was sensational. He said. Like said a lot of people are sleeping on him, yada, yada, yada. And then mm-hmm. basically to the crowd says, well, you know what? We're going to show them. And he used some colorful language and <laughs> got everybody fired. <laughs> I'm up. sure he did. Uh, Hessa last year, a 7 and 1, uh, 3.12 ERA, 83 strikeouts in 60 innings of work. He was one of those guys, of course, in that College World Series run. He was so dominant, so fun to watch when he entered from the pen.
2: Yeah, he was. And Ron chimes in and says, Jake, I agree. Todd Peterson isn't the answer. Um, You know, and we got to give him a shot. You know, I I think the next year, you know, every year somebody comes out and maybe they improve their stock a little bit. I'm interested to see who gets better and who who can stay out there. So maybe LSU surprises as far as the pitching goes. But just overall analysis looking at this team and looking at the SEC, the SEC is loaded. I mean, it is stacked. Um, that's why I'm just looking at it going, yeah, I, I expect the LSU to compete. I expect the LSU to be around, you know, because they're that good of a baseball program and this lineup is that good. But I said it
1: could be a lot of games, 8-7, to 10-9. They're going to have to win some slugfests. I think so. I
2: think so. And I'm interested in seeing what Zach Watson does in his second year, too. as, as uh, Jake Slaughter as well. Um, that They made last year's season so fun for us up here in Northeast Louisiana because we had two of our guys going out there and, and coming up with big play after big play. That was really fun. And I, I'm ready to see what they do in year two with the Tigers.
1: Uh, the other news, of course, coming from uh, LSU, and we discussed it uh, earlier this week, uh, the fact it did come out public with uh, Ensminger's contract basically making half of what Matt Canada makes and then uh, more details with Dave Aranda and his $2.5 million deal.
2: Yeah, I told you they were not going to pay him. more and than And I told million. you,
1: actually, got one thing right. So congratulations.
2: He's getting I just, the shaft. We need to. We need to. Uh, so that
1: means he'll get half the production from LSU's office. Oh,
2: stop! A lot of people would argue that Canada didn't give you much.
1: Canada should have been writing them a check <sighs> instead of them having to send him uh, whatever they settled for.
2: Look, I I think it's. I feel, you know, a little bit better. About now you're me.
1: turning on Canada. Once he takes off, no, the I'm purple not. and gold. I, look I was, at, look I at said
2: this. some, I said some would say that. I've always, I still like Canada. Right. I really like Canada. Um, it just didn't work out. But you know, as far as the Ensminger move and what he's making, he's making eight hundred thousand dollars. It makes me feel a little bit better about the move. The fact that they're not giving him over a million dollars. If they were, I'd have had to come on here and just blast Oliva and uh, again. I mean, just that would have made absolutely no sense pay, overpaying for a coordinator that nobody wanted. OK, you did get the head coach, quote unquote, that nobody <laughs> wanted, but you but you didn't pay a hefty sum for him. And so I think that justifies it a little bit. And therefore, that justifies the O.C. deal a little bit. I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to give him a chance. We'll, we'll see what he can do.
1: Let's take a timeout. Uh, Chris Blair, something came up. Uh, we will certainly catch up with him. Next week, the voice of the LSU Tigers. Coming up, we jump back into the top ten plays in Super Bowl history. I'm ready. 888 Please help us out. We're back after this.
3: Whatever car
1: you're looking
3: for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs.
4: growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long-term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318-255-5980 for more information, or visit LegacyRehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation.
3: Taco, Taco Bandito. get the taco habit at the side of the mask, rabbit.
0: For your super party Sunday, it's Taco Bandito for a party to go.
4: From our six-layer dips and chips to our grown-up green icy by the gallon, it's a super party to go when you drive through Taco Bandito. cook
3: cooking and services speedo at Taco Bandito.
4: Taco Bandito on Forsyth Avenue in Monroe and Warren Drive at Cypress Street in West Monroe.
0: Good morning, Louisiana. This is the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by car King in Monroe. All
1: right, Jake, uh, let's revisit our uh, top 10, or at least what we uh, got through in the seven o'clock hour, 10 through number six. And I will admit I've probably made a mistake or two, but it does happen
2: or several, but it's fine.
1: Uh, number 10. I had uh, the fridges touchdown. William Perry, of course, bowling in for the score. At number nine, Joe Montana with a great comeback. And, of course, the throw to Taylor to win the game against the Bengals. James Harrison with an incredible return from 100 yards out. Big Ben to Santonio Holmes was at number seven for me. And at number six, the one image in the play that you can't forget about in John Elway's career, the scramble and then the helicopter.
2: All right, the real list, uh, number 10, James Harrison's 100-yard interception return. Number nine, fourth in destiny, John Riggins, The play with John Riggins. Uh, eight, Joe Montana to John Taylor, 10-yard touchdowns with 35 seconds left. Number seven, Lynn Swan's juggling catch. And number six, Julian Edelman's circus catch last year.
1: Uh, somehow I left Edelman out. Yeah. I don't know how pretty rough uh we'll have some uh, extra calls probably in the next segment some of the plays that uh we left out including i left out edelman with that great catch but i got it number uh five uh tyree david tyree and a spectacular helmet grab
2: palm to face Uh, i just how is this number five
1: you got a little higher
2: a little yeah i got a little (laughs) bit higher just a little bit higher Number five is ridiculous, Aaron. Uh, This is... There's so many aspects
1: to this play that are sensational and incredible, let alone uh, the catch, but how about Eli and his uh, scrambling abilities? Yeah. Let's hear what it sounded like, David Tyree's incredible catch. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli
0: Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Oh, my God. This ball's thrown, and Tyree just goes up for it like a basketball player. Harrison trying to knock it down. And Eli, man, I don't know how he got out of there. I thought he was on the ground, and, and then he came out of the pile and
2: just slings it. What a bad call. Was that, Bash- Joe?
1: Yes, was Bash- that Joe Buck, yes. or was that you? Oh, wow.
2: Right. Oh, he throws it up, and it's caught. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a routine Well, play. it
1: is TV. Anybody you know, witnessed it. You know, it's not like radio where he's got to be colorful and you get loud. an entire Get into it. Gus Johnson probably would have went
2: nuts. Gus Johnson would have went bananas. The most an incredible catch <laughs> of all time. Yeah, yeah. Justice.
1: Yeah. All
2: right.
1: You did not have that at number five. It'll be coming up on your list. What yeah. do you have at number five?
2: Number five, I have Tracy Porter's pick six. Uh, That's my number five. Look, I try to be unbiased about it. It is undoubtedly a top five play. Um, but to see, you know, to see this Super Bowl, was back and forth, and to see him jump that route and take it to the crowd, I still get goosebumps every time. They show the visual of him pointing to the fans and the crowd as he crossed the goal line. That is just one of the coolest moments in Super Bowl history. Um, I, I didn't go higher than, than five because i try, again, try to be unbiased with it, but uh, I think it deserves to be in the top five.
1: We think of the montage that they play of the images from uh, Super Bowl's past Elway, the helicopter, Swan, the circus catch, perhaps the fridge and the, the touchdown. Uh, how about Marcus Allen? reversing field
2: yeah so this is this is an incredible play and it was my top honorable mention uh 74 yard run and it was the cutback mm. just just awesome um but but i think you got it a little too high
1: i've got it at number four number four is too high uh this is what it sounded like Rocket giving to Allen, sending him wide left. He has to reverse his field, but he, and he gets away for a moment. Comes back up to the middle of 30, 35, 40. Nice past two minutes of 50.
3: Down to the 40. Picking up the blocker. To the 20, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Raiders! Oh, Talita!
1: Oh, I love it when you have the Homer broadcast and not the TV broadcast.
2: Uh-huh. that was speaking of broadcast kevo agrees with me says i agree that was a horrible call by buck i didn't realize how vanilla he was on that play uh. he was mm. all right so my number four is mike Jones tackling kevin dyson ah. one yard short i still say this has to be the worst way to lose a game yeah and i, and I know we just we're coming off of the minnesota miracle but you rallied back into the game after just a
1: fantastic drive there late,
2: right after Kurt Warner just torched you, and Steve McNair's pass to Kevin Dyson with the clock expiring. It looks like he's going in, and then Mike Jones tackles him at the one-yard line. Yeah. That's just what a gut wrenching, gut wrenching pl- uh, way to lose a game. Um, and the fact is, it came in the Super Bowl, so that just enhances it. I, I think that's maybe the the, the most significant tackle ever <laughs> you know I mean tackling one yard short of the, the end zone to win the Super Bowl doesn't get much better than that
1: you've got it at number four I have it at number three here's what it sounded like
2: in regulation it is
5: caught by Dyson
0: can he get in no he can not a team that was 4-12 and last year. A team that lost their multi-million dollar free
2: agent quarterback in preseason. Winning the Super Bowl.
1: Referencing the Rams. There. Al Michaels is good.
2: I was going to say, that's how it's done. Yeah. Al Michaels laying it down. The goat. 888
1: 993 uh, Keep weighing in. Top plays in uh, Super Bowl history. Top 10 Thursday rolls along. What you got at number
2: three? Well, I want to mention real quick, Larry Munro said this may not make the top ten, but the throw and catch from Kurt Warner to Isaac Bruce uh, on the touchdown against the Vikings, and then you come to find out later that Bruce was playing the whole game with a pulled hamstring, but scored anyway. Uh, my number three is the San Antonio Holmes catch. I still say it's one of the best catches I've ever seen. I actually was looking at NFL Films to rank this as the number three greatest catch of all time. Uh, it was the back of the end zone, feet planted, full extension, maintains ball control. I mean, that's a catch yesterday and today. That's a catch on, on anybody's radar, even when you know catches are so heavily criticized these days. Uh, and on top of that, it won the Super Bowl with 34 seconds left. I uh, was, how this isn't in your top five, I'll never know, Aaron.
1: At number two, and I cheated a little bit here. And, you, the, and you, you say we have to be impartial with their list. Yes,
2: But you we're fans,
1: though. You have to have a little bit of a rooting interest in what this meant for the Saints, and for them to win a world championship.
2: Yeah, but you got two plays. Ah, well,
1: and then the fact that I was there and got to experience <laughs> it. I mean, it, it's going to kind of sways the vote a little okay. bit, doesn't it? Okay. All right, two plays. The ambush, the onside kick, and then, of course, Tracy Porter. I've got him at number two.
0: Looking at uh, every time he comes off the field. Onside kick to start the second half. And the ball bounces off the hands of the court. And it looked like the Saints had it for a second. And the Saints football. They recover the onside kick. What a fearless start to the second half. Picked off. Look at it.
1: I didn't have enough time. I really should have looked up uh, Henderson's calls. They probably would have been a little bit better than Nance. But, uh, man, how can you not have that in your top 10 if you're from the state of Louisiana?
2: Do you think Tony Romo could have predicted that onside kick? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. It's in my top five, the the Tracy Porter play, no doubt. Number two, Malcolm Butler's interception. Mm. I I just you know run run the ball, just run the ball, Seahawks. That's Mm. all you got to do. Just just hand the ball to Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch, and it's over. But nope, one yard out with the Patriots on the ropes. Russell Wilson throws a slant, and Malcolm Butler steps in front and secures the victory Mm. for the Patriots. It was. You know, it was the biggest head-scratcher in Super Bowl history as far as coaching decisions. I think we can all agree on that. And it came – the fact that it came with 20 seconds to go and and Butler, who at the time, not a lot of people knew who Malcolm Butler was, okay? But knew him, the
1: one from Louisiana Tech, just not the one playing in the secondary for the Patriots.
2: <laughs> he – for him to make that play, um, just, just incredible. It was a great story. And – um it was, it was an awesome way to win. It was, you know, most of offense usually dominates lists like this, but uh, Butler's interception uh, will stand the test of time. And
1: listen, uh, it's a big if, but if those scenarios would have played out different last year with the Patriots, and then, of course, with that game, just what would the conversation and how would it differ this year with yeah. the Patriots and Bill Belichick, and, of course, the legacy Tom Brady. of Tom Brady?
2: Yeah, are we, are we calling Tom Brady the GOAT if yeah. they lose that game? Yeah. And if they if lose he has last three
1: year. rings instead of five.
2: Yeah. That's a great question. Oh, thank you. I think we would still be debating it. But I, I, I'm not saying he would Well, I mean, we
1: were always having the discussion uh, who's the better quarterback, Manning right. or Brady. Right, And then over the last couple of years, the dialogue has certainly changed with the success that Brady has had. Exactly. And with Manning, of course, uh, being out of the
2: game. Think about that, too. I mean, Manning goes out of the game, and how many Super Bowls does Brady win without Manning competing with him, too? Right. So. Yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good um, way to looking at that.
1: All right, at number one, I've got the Malcolm Butler interception. We actually have the TV and both radio calls from the Homer broadcast. Let's see who did it better. Not who wore it better, but who did it better. Here's first the TV call.
0: Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Butler, who almost made the phenomenal play that wound up in Percy's arms. There are flags on the field for a celebration.
2: Amazing. Al Michaels, once again. Go. Uh,
1: here are the uh, radio versions. Lynch in the backfield. Russell looks, throws inside. Oh, my God. He's picked off
0: at the goal line. It's picked off by God Butler. Intended for Lockett at the goal line! Oh my word, with 20 seconds left! Oh my word! Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands, he has it. Wilson, quick throw, and it's, it's good. intercepted! It intercepted it. to Malcolm Butler! Butler has it at the one! Malcolm Butler stepping in front of the throw! No way! And the Patriots have possession with 20
1: Seattle call first, then uh, yeah. New England.
2: Yeah, I think it was pretty obvious. <laughs> okay. Oh my word! <laughs> he did a great job of not cussing.
1: Yeah, no problem with uh, the color guy from New England. No, and that there. Is,
2: how can you contain your excitement with yeah. a play like that? All right, the real number one. I uh, had David Tyree's helmet catch. Mm. Okay, I'll set it up better than you did. First, there's Eli Manning. Yes, that Eli Manning that tripped over his own center when he was at Ole Miss and lost to LSU, he evades not one but two defenders that get handfuls of jersey. He steps deeper in the pocket, lifts the Hail Mary to David Tyree, who catches it off of his helmet. You know, that play, uh, as we know, would allow um, the drive to continue and where the Giants would score and and ultimately beat the Patriots. But when I think of Super Bowls, when I think of iconic plays, when I think of the best play in Super Bowl history, I keep going back to the Tyree catch. No.
1: That's what makes this process fun. And will we have a play or two that could crack the list this year? Considering uh, the Patriots, and I don't think we're expecting a blowout, are we?
2: No, I, I told you yesterday, I, I gave uh, some some statistics that yeah. have shown that historically Super Bowl games involving the Patriots and both that have been on NBC lately have been nail buyers. Yeah. So... You know, if history starts correct, we'll be seeing another really good game this Sunday. And Donald says this: I'm just not a fan of Al Michaels. He sounds too much like Kermit the Frog to me. If Al Michaels has some critics, man, I, I, I'm okay with having some critics too. Al Michaels, I consider the best, especially you know, being as young as I am. Uh, he, he's been the best voice, uh, and, and really all the commentary. I, I think I like him the best over anybody no matter the sport
1: if you're critical of uh, jake over here you can hit us up at 888-993-7762 to Stuart shelby state from hotline slash text line go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote more on top Plays thursday top 10, wow top 10 wow thursday. how hard is
2: it <laughs> top 10 thursday i want you to go home today look in the mirror and just repeat that <laughs> i want you to write it on the mirror so you see it constantly <laughs> top 10 thursday
1: it's only in the second week, man. It takes a while.
2: <laughs> it, it does take a while for you, Donovan. What are we doing
1: next week, by the way?
2: We'll, we'll put out a poll and okay. let people vote on
1: it. All right. 888-993-7762. We're back after this on Top 10 Thursday.
2: There
1: you go. Whatever car you're looking for.
3: Whatever the price for how many doors. Cars, trucks, and SUVs. King of the Road, Car King. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The King of the Road, the King of the Road, Car King.
0: If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit NetTech.net or call 866-668-0001 today.
2: Hi, I'm Greg Tilly. You've got to see our new five-bedroom, three-bath, double-wide, deluxe appliances, designer decor, finished sheetrock for only
4: 92995 nine ninety-five. It's over 2,400 square feet. See it at TillysHomes.com or come visit us in Bossier City. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe.
0: Now, let's get back to the sports on the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe.
1: Uh, you got one fan out there. Everyone loves Jake. Great list of his by Matt. Oh, thanks, man. And that's on the uh, Jake bandwagon.
2: Uh, I texted that text to that were looking.
1: <laughs> it's that secondary phone you had. Yeah,
2: yeah. My burner phone. Yes.
1: Uh, Richie says, uh, Tracy Porter's interception will always be number one for me. Obviously, no bias shown.
2: Yeah, and I get that. I, I, I totally get it. But I just thought for you and I to try to do it without showing any – try to be as unbiased as we possibly could. I know it's difficult for you because you were actually at that Super Bowl as well. So
1: I'm always the third to admit my mistakes, my wife being the first, you probably being the, the second. <laughs> I was wrong with the uh, Edelman catch. Yeah, and how uh, that is not a part.
2: Well, and I don't, I don't fault you for that because, like I said, people just don't remember that play. They, they get so hung up on the twenty-eight to three lead that Atlanta had that they really don't think about. They talk about the performance that Brady had, but they don't really t- mention that catch all too often. But yeah, relive the catch. Go, go look it up and watch it again. It is.
1: I think we'll see it a time or two on Sunday. Yeah,
2: I hope so. Yeah. Uh,
1: we didn't have the the call. We have the call now uh, queued up and ready to go. A play that certainly should have been on my list, and you had it at number six. Edelman, remarkable circus catch, setting it up well.
0: Here's Edelman broken up, and the pass is no sign yet. Edelman comes down with a football, and they're saying it's a catch. And we'll get another look at this. Alford knocked it up into the air, and let's see who comes down with it. Oh, that's a catch. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's incredible. That's amazing
1: concentration by Julian Edelman. You're that's better. Uh, well, I don't think he... I mean, everybody, when you're watching it at full speed, it went live. Oh, yeah, you don't know it's a yeah. catch. And then it took a while for a buck, and then, whoa! Yeah. What did we just see?
2: Yeah, that was, that was way, way better than the David Tyree call. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, We're way too critical right. on this show, but that's, that's us.
1: Uh, how about a, an historic one? Uh, and it features uh, a grambling legend, uh, Willie Brown. We think of those NFL films shots uh-huh. that they play over and over. His pick six in the Super Bowl, I don't know which one it was. Uh, the tight shot of him running down, the helmet moving, I mean, that is one of those ones that it's a lasting image. Here's what it sounded like.
0: Quick lineup now, and he looks
3: and throws. Intercepted by the Oakland Raiders. Willie Brown at the 30, 40, 50. He's going all the way.
1: Uh, intercepting a uh, Fran Tarkington and returning a Super Bowl record at the time, seventy-five yards for that touchdown. Uh, pretty good stuff.
2: I got a question for you. I wanted
1: Old Man Willie. That's a good call.
2: <laughs> I got a question for you. Yeah. How high can you go with your Roman numerals? Uh,
1: to ten. And you can get past ten. It's funny you mentioned that because I think that was in Super Bowl nine, maybe. Uh. I yeah. think they are gonna go go away with that. All thing. you gotta
2: do past ten is just add a little dash next to it.
1: I thought they were going back to the number deal.
2: Are they? Are they doing the Roman numerals for this one? Yes. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't go that high. I'm not smart enough for that.
1: You had a uh, Brad L I
2: I. L I I. Okay. Uh, so okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's not as difficult. What is a hundred? Is a does a hundred have one? C stop. C look at Tabor. Tabor's all over the Roman numerals. Hmm.
1: What's a seventy-seven Tabor?
2: That would be LXXVII. Where did this talent come from? <laughs> I just know my Roman numerals, <laughs> dude. And the, pro- the only problem is he could say anything, and we'd be like, "Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. <laughs> that sounds good, Tabor." <laughs> we can't. We can't really. Uh, stat check in there. <laughs>
1: uh, where did you have uh, Bradshaw to Swan on your top ten?
2: Me? Yeah. I had it at number seven. Mm-hmm.
1: Here's a, a couple of calls from uh, Swan's uh, incredible Super Bowl.
2: Bradshaw back. The blitz is
1: on
0: for Dallas. It's here to pick it up. That's out there. What?
5: To
2: win,
1: Swan caught by Swan. Mm, good stuff.
2: Yeah. Um, Larry Monroe says I agree with Jake. Al Michaels is one of the best. He and the late Pat Summerall, and Dick Inberg for NFL announcer. Gus Johnson for college, but just wears a little too much makeup. Uh, Aaron really wants Gus on the Thursday night football train. Next That's
1: because I wear I like to wear a lot of makeup at night too. So we have something in common.
2: Do you? <laughs> Do you really wear makeup at night? Yeah, man. Yeah. How, how long does it take to get makeup? Uh, sixty seconds. Really? Yeah. Well, they just like powder your face or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did have, did you fight that in the beginning or? Uh, no. It makes you look better, Jake. <laughs> He's probably asked for it.
1: There used to be a guy at KTV. He'd be everywhere. I'd see him. We'd be on the golf course on a Saturday or Sunday. I'd bump into him and he'd be in full makeup. Oh. God. I said, man, a live shot about to break out. You need your IFB too.
2: <laughs> Dude, I would fight that. Yeah. No, nah,
1: I'm good. Well, sometimes I forget, though, to take it off, and sometimes that's a little awkward between the 6 and the 10. Why did we get on this? I have no idea.
2: Because uh, Larry said – Gus Johnson was...
1: wearing too much makeup?
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't notice these things, yeah. but Larry does. Uh,
1: we talked about this in the 7 o'clock hour with the uh, Fox getting the Thursday night games. they they got a big decision to make. Who will they put on that broadcast uh, it was a real strain on the CBS guys and NBC that they couldn't do double dip. They didn't want them to work on Thursday. Then, of course, they turn around and work on Sunday. So what? now they're saying, the NFL is saying that they won't have to, they won't require them to use their A-team, Aikman and Buck, perhaps on Thursday night. So who do they put in the booth come Thursday? And do we really care?
2: What, well, no, nobody cares but, but you. Um, what's the guy's name? Uh, that's super vanilla. The Fox announcer, the play-by-play guy. Their number two guy, I think. Uh, not Kenny Albert. Yeah, him. Oh. He is so vanilla. Yeah. I really hope it's not him.
1: <laughs> uh, You know, Gus, they should probably think about doing that. The only problem would be then you college. take away from the college football aspect.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, that might be difficult. He would only have, like, one day of prep. That'd be that'd – be, Really, really stressful for him.
1: Their number two crew is uh, Burkhardt and uh, Charles Davis. That was the crew that actually uh, Cutler was supposed to be a part of.
2: I cannot. Th- I, when you say Burkhardt, I just I can't think of him. Which isn't bad because
1: yeah. it's more about him calling the game than him, correct?
2: Yeah, true. So maybe that is a good thing.
1: Uh, Albert was with uh, Randy uh, Barber and then uh, Chris Myers and then the Moose, Daryl Johnston.
2: So There you go. Ugh.
1: Uh, we continue to get ready for the Super Bowl, and we've discussed uh, numerous times, of course, uh, Doug Peterson and local tie-in. The guy that perhaps that we're not giving the most credit to or, or focusing our attention on is uh, the Patriots punter, Ryan Allen. Mm-hmm. You go back to his days at Louisiana Tech, and, you know, nobody's enamored with the punting game. Nobody. <laughs> but whenever he came onto the field, I mean, it was like you anticipated either a 70-yard punt or it just seemed like time and time again, he would pin the opponents inside the twenty yard line, oh, if not a, inside the ten. Listen,
2: nobody's enamored with it, but it is a huge yeah. weapon.
1: Well, you heard Belichick after the Jacksonville game give Ryan Allen so much props and so mm-hmm. much credit for what he had done, and basically, I mean, you know, we're talking about a game of literally yards and the advantage that he's given them year in and year out since uh, 2013. He's been a major weapon, and considering he came out. And he was undrafted i believe there was two punters selected in that draft ahead of ryan out
2: yeah you know you don't really think about the punter until you have a bad one uh. right until <laughs> until you, you can't get it past 20 yards and you know then the other team has to go uh, with a short field and you know the points just mount against you but yeah the punters are extremely valuable mm. punters are people too as they say mm.
1: uh, at louisiana tech his senior year of course he's a two-time ray guy award winner He averaged 48 yards per punt. He had 20 punts down inside the 20-yard line.
2: Mm. Impressive.
1: Two-time Ray Guy Award winner. Two-time. Right now. My buddy Adam Winkler, had him track down uh, Allen at the Super Bowl. Here's just a little bit from him on his role with this team and uh, what he anticipates on Sunday
5: you know you go through the season and whether it's the uh 2014-15 season where you know we lost a couple that were you know at the beginning of the season and there's talk and whatnot and then to watch us kind of come together and stuff that's what makes it so special when you enter postseason it makes it all feel like it's worth something and with all the hours that we put into what we do and, and you do you come together and it's it, it is it's fun to be here with everybody the guy just asked you about coach belichick's praise of johnny hecker but Bill's given you a bunch of praise here lately. Hearing hearing the Belichick give you praise and call you a game changer, man, what's that like? It's honestly, you, you want to go out and you know. My goal is to help our defense in whatever way I can to give them the best opportunity for field position, and like that's my job. And so I want to go and do that to the best of my ability for for our coaches, for our players, and we do. Like I said, we spend a lot of time with one another, so you do. You want to work for the person next to you, and so it, it does. It, uh, it just, there's a good work ethic and, and you know, um, camaraderie when we go into work each day, and it is. It's uh, it's con- it contagious in a good way.
1: Good stuff from uh, the Fonz, Adam Winkler. By the way, he will join us from uh, the Super Bowl tomorrow at 8.30.
2: Nice. So, he pretty much just got that for you. Yeah. What a friend.
1: That's what he does. I did hire him. <laughs> I yeah. did give him a job yeah. out of college.
2: I guess he owes you a little bit. <laughs> Still a nice jester. Yeah. I'm sure, I mean, I don't know. He's got a lot
1: on his plate, too. You're yeah. right.
2: Yeah. He yes. could be a little more appreciative. Okay,
1: well, when you move on, I'll probably be hitting you up for things, too.
2: <laughs> for what?
1: 888 <laughs> <laughs> We end the show with our parting shots after the break.
4: Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe.
0: Do you have diabetes? Millions of Americans do. And what they don't know is that even if you have diabetes, you can get up to $500,000 of quality life insurance from top rated companies with no medical exam at great rates. That's right, no medical exam. Call now 1 800 254 9567 or visit us online at fastlife.life. It's Fast Life, the revolutionary new way to buy life insurance. It's quick, easy, and fast. And there's no medical exam. Call Fast Life today, 1-800-254-9567. Or visit us online at fastlife.life. No matter what your health or wealth, protecting the people you love is important. And for millions of people with diabetes, it's the number one reason for purchasing life insurance. Call now, 1-800-254-9567. Or visit fastlife.life for your free, no obligation quote. Call Fast Life, 1-800-254-9567 or visit us online at fastlife.life. Good morning. Here's
3: the latest weather conditions for our area. Mostly cloudy skies with the 40% chance of rain in the forecast for this
1: afternoon and a high of 68. Cloudy skies with the 30% chance of rain on tonight, a low 36. Mostly sunny skies with cooler temperatures on tomorrow and a high of 49 degrees.
0: Local sports talk is on the air. On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe.
1: Welcome back to the Morning Drive. Let's uh, end this show with a bang as we get to our parting shots. That's why I don't read the newspaper. Because it's garbage. It's time for parting shots, sponsored by no one. Sort of, if you want to know the truth about it, it pisses me off. We're not afraid to ask the hard-hitting questions. Go on. come on, ask it. Ask it. Or
0: you're not capable.
1: Okay, Coach, how flexible is Nick White?
0: Is your head in the sand? Can Are you flexible enough to get your head in the sand? My suspicion would be no. I can, you can't.
1: Easy, coach. At least he doesn't disappear in Mexico for long periods of time.
0: I think you must have been either um, head in the clouds away on a holiday.
1: Some thought-provoking parting shots.
0: Well, you must be very stupid. I'm sorry.
1: Congratulations. Uh, oh. Congratulations. I lost. You lost? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, That's one of our classics. I
2: don't think I've ever heard it. We got a couple. Underplayed.
1: Yeah, and by the way, I'm going to make some new ones too, right? Stop. A coach just calling out a a reporter like that and and questioning his flexibility. Doesn't get any better than that.
2: Yeah, but you, you make so many... Promises, yeah, I know. I don't that know you whether. just can't keep. You I just know. don't follow through.
1: You heard those calls, the top ten calls that I edited last night, right? I did. Did I tell you I was going to do that?
2: Yeah. yeah I right. did. All okay. All I'll right. give you a little credit. All right. Uh, so, my party shot is we've got a pretty big documentary here tonight, The Two Bills.
1: Will it be better than Time versus Time?
2: I haven't seen Time versus Time, but I'll go ahead and say yes. Okay. Um, so I, was, I read a couple of reviews. I actually saw a clip, uh, I think it was on Outside of the Lines or some, some show like that this week, where they were asking about um, Belichick's departure when he left Parcells. And it, you could tell it was a sensitive subject. And, you know, just seeing Belichick sit there right by Parcells, it's, it's very awkward. Like, it's going to be an awkward watch tonight. So on top of the awkwardness, you can just kind of feel a little bit of tension there, and especially when they're talking about this subject. And Parcel says, well, I hated to see Belichick go because I knew he was he was a great coach, and I, I selfishly wanted him here with me. And then the camera cuts out while they're filming. And they say, oh, wait, stop, stop, the camera cut out. And Belichick's just sitting there going – See, it just wasn't meant to be. you know. I think they're going to air this tonight. Says, yeah. See, it wasn't meant to be. I, I shouldn't even talk about it. We should just move on from right there. You can tell he just does not want to talk about yeah. that subject. So I'm very intrigued. I want to see you know, how much will Belichick say. And I was looking at – this is a, a really good review here, like a really good paragraph I want to read. Watching an NFL film, 30 for 30 – is like a dinner at the Cheesecake Factory. It's nice. You'll eat a lot. You'll have a drink. Definitely get dessert, and it will be a good time. But there really aren't any surprises or unique experience that will stick out. Huh. It's basically a high-end, formulaic, quality experience that's not meant to be, a, and that's not meant to be a slight. It's just that there are no real surprises, and essentially your high expectations of, the, of these projects are reliably met, but rarely exceeded by any significant margin. And it goes on to say that. That's kind of the same for the two Bills. It delivers the staples, <clears throat> and they don't go too deep into it, but it's still cool to see these two coaches interact with one another and something that likely will never happen again. So I'm intrigued. I'll watch it.
1: I'll, and they weren't making that as a slight, but I almost disagree. A number of these 30 and 30s, we know the subject 30 for 30. 30 for 30s. <laughs> we know the subject matter. Uh, we know a majority of them. I mean, you look back at O.J. Simpson and the – you know, what'd that play out? Three or four different nights. Yeah. It wasn't like a subject matter that hadn't been hashed and rehashed over and over and over again, but it's still the way it's presented and the way it's produced. I mean, they can put it over the top. Well,
2: I'll say, you know, a lot of these, you're right. A lot of these topics we know a lot about, but I usually watch these to find one or two angles that I didn't know. Uh, Like, I want to find out a little more. Like I'm pumped for the Andre, the giant documentary that's going to come out on HBO in April. Like, There are a lot of legends about him, about how he was a heavy drinker. And the commercial, I don't know if you saw the commercial, but they gave this tease where it was like, a lot of people thought he just drank. He drank because he was in pain. And then it cuts out, like, I want to explore that. I want to learn more about that. Well, kind of it's experience.
1: just like Ric Flair, the thirty-four thirty on yeah. him. I mean, everybody knew about his party and, of course, his yeah, wild exactly. lifestyle exactly. and exactly. things. But then to actually see video of it and see clips and the way it was put together, it gave you a whole new meaning and a kind of a more broader that, picture.
2: And the fact that he needed that. Yeah. You know, you thought he was just a wild guy, but he needed that. That's that's That was a well-done 30 for 30. The uh, two bills. Is two that tonight? bills, tonight. I'm looking forward to it. And
1: they're making a the deal out of this that this is literally like an historic occasion that these two got together in the same room and then, of course, uh, had this discussion between each other.
2: Yeah. Speaking of historic, you're all over. Was this on Facebook Live? Is that what it's Yeah, on? that was the
1: other thing that kind of throws me off. I, I, was, don't just, I was just thir- searching through my feed, and all of a sudden I see a Tom versus Time pop up, and I said, I'm a You know, check this out. So I watch one episode. Watch it on your phone. No, and the the episodes last you know twelve to thirteen minutes, and there's three of them. Uh, If you haven't had a chance to do it, especially leading into this Super Bowl, I think you need to watch them. I encourage you to watch them. It gives you kind of a perspective on uh, Brady. We hear the stories about his lifestyle, and, of course, what he does to get ready on a daily basis for the grind that he goes through being one of the greatest, if not the greatest quarterback of all time. But actually to have visual evidence of it and then to see the relationship with the, you know his, quote, body coach and then with two of his ref- receivers, Edelman and Amadola, really good stuff. And he comes across, and with it being on Facebook, they can do some different things with the language. He came across, not that he'll ever be an average Joe, but he comes across a little bit more likable.
2: Yeah, so, so likable that you'll root for him. This I call Sunday. him an average
1: Joe, a guy that lives in a mansion and is married to a supermodel.
2: There's nothing average Joe I know, about that's why I'm saying. Um, you didn't answer my question. Do no. you like him so much that you'll root for him this Sunday in the Supermodel? Uh,
1: like I said, I, probably not, but... I have a whole new appreciation of kind of what he's done and why he is where he is,
2: yeah, well, I mean, you don't have to watch the documentary to know that he's put in a lot of work. Just watch
1: it and let me know what you think There's three parts there's a mental, social, and physical that's how they kind of broke him down. Can't tell the difference between really any of them, but uh check it out. It'll be worth your time
2: so did you watch this in your office? uh yes, yeah. Uh-huh. That's not work. That's that's watching videos on the job, Aaron Dietrich. <laughs> you just outed yourself. I am in
1: the video business. Oh. Okay. I was trying to see if there's something I could use for right. Training, you know, okay. For Research,
2: Research yeah. purposes. Yeah. Yeah. I see.
1: We were going to slide that in right after the Aaron's Aces. Segment.
2: I got you. I see.
1: Uh, what have we got going on tomorrow on a Friday?
2: Uh do we have our famous friend the teller? I believe he is in.
1: So we will do uh, the over and under, uh, the spread, prop with, bets, and then uh, three prop
2: bets. Good grief. We're going to do, like, ten bets yeah. tomorrow?
1: Uh, well, you got the over-under, you got the line, and then three prop bets. That'll give us five. Take five, take it to the bank with the teller.
2: Yeah, you're right. Uh, okay. What'd you say? Uh, <laughs> let's move on. So
1: <laughs> uh, The teller will join us. Uh, Adam Winkler, Winkler will join us from the Super Bowl around 8.30 or so. We'll have a couple other surprises on Friday.
2: Yeah, looking forward to it, uh, especially one surprise that involves the party scene for the Super Bowl.
1: Thanks for listening. Top 10 Thursday. I think it was a success. I guess we'll bring it back next week.
2: Yeah, it was a success. It's a success that you can even say the name.
1: Good job, Tabor, on uh, the board. I know I put you to uh, work today. Certainly appreciate the effort. Everybody, have a fantastic day. We'll yell at you bright and early tomorrow morning at 7 a.m.
0: Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.